Hello, and welcome to the Stupid Sequels Podcast, where we find truly terrible movies and give them all the attention they don't deserve. Each episode, we'll discuss exactly what made such a horrible sequel, from casting to budget to just plain bad writing. While we all love a great movie, there's something just a little more fun about watching a seriously stupid sequel. Now, while there are plenty of awful sequels out there, we have a few guidelines about the kind of movies we'll be reviewing here. We're talking about direct-to-video, made-for-TV, never-appeared-in-a-theater sequels. The ones the studios gave up on before they even started. Um, this week, my guest is Sarah Hicks, and we will be discussing Lion King 2, the sequel to The Lion King. Hello, Sarah. Hello. Now, this one I'm calling out to our number one fan, Thomas M. He requested this movie. I give it to you. Thank you, Thomas M. This is your welcome. Um, so, just for comparison, the original got a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is 7% too less. Too small. I know. In my opinion. And the sequel got a 60. So, 33% difference between the two. I mean, it's fair. I've seen a lot of Disney sequels. Yeah. A lot of Disney sequels. But I have to say Lion King 2 is one of the top. It's just when compared to the original, it's so bad. It is so bad compared to the original, but and, on its own, it's pretty good. Yeah, like I've said that with a lot of a lot of the sequels. Like if this was just a movie, I'd be like, oh, this is an all right movie. But when you compare it to the original, like this sucks. Like, but compared to other Disney sequels, it's just yeah, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Like you listen to the music, you're like, oh, they tried. They're they they're did giving it a attempt. Like, you know? but like then you look at the original, and you're just like, I mean. If you don't hear the first five seconds of The Lion King and just, like, your heart glows, like, you're dead inside. Oh, yeah. And, like, the opening of this one, I'm like, oh, this is a movie. <laughs> it does not start my heart fire, but it is a movie. Cool, cool. Um, so the original came out in 1994 with a budget of $45 million and made $968 million. God damn. So they got money back. <laughs> it was the highest grossing movie of 1994 worldwide. I can see it. It's crazy. Um, I didn't find any info on the sequel budget. It's always hard to find the budget on uh, released to video, but it made four hundred and sixty-four million dollars in VHS sales. That's actually not that which bad. Is kind of incredible. Yeah. Like, even if it had the same budget as the original, which I'm guessing it did, and I'm guessing it was smaller, it made ten times its budget back. And they actually planned to release the sequel within the same year. Um, but then they kept being like, well, we want to make it really good. We want to make it perfect. They kept swapping in and out voice actors and composers, which is why it pushed four years out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cast members who did both films, Matthew Broderick as Simba. I, I love how Matthew Broderick is like so instrumental in my childhood in so many voices. <sighs> like, he's Ferris Bueller. Yeah. <laughs> when like... watching, okay, when watching Simba start singing about, uh, one, uh, one of Us. Mm-hmm. I was just like, Ferris Doodle, yes, bitch, yes. Delicacious, yes. Yes. <laughs> and, like, for me, like, the producers are just like, oh, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> I love how Matthew Broderick, like, didn't age for 20 years and then aged all at once. And it was like, oh, Matthew, no. <laughs> he was like, I'm officially, like, 28 to 30 for, like, the last 20 years. And then he was 60. And I was like, he wasn't oh, ready. No. <laughs> what happened? Um, Moira Kelly as Nala, Nathan Lane as Timon. Um, James Earl Jones as Mufasa. Rafiki um, is played by Robert Guillem in both movies. Um, so the additional cast of the sequel is Edward Hibbert, who replaces Rowan Atkinson as the voice of Zazu, which is oh way, my God. way hold on. noticeable. Hold on, hold on. Can I talk about Zazu's voice? Yes. <laughs> this, oh, 
It's a problem. <laughs> See, I remember watching Lion King 2 when I was younger. And when you're younger and you're nine, you don't really notice any differences. You don't you're notice just voice like, actors, yes. yeah. And then when you watch it now, and I'm just like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> and especially when you watch them back to back, you're just like, oh, oh. It oh, was no. so bad. And Zazie's that's like, voice was so bad. When I was a kid, I could always recognize, you know, there was like, uh, oh, the, the Timon and Puma show on yeah. Disney Channel. As always, I was like, I know this isn't as good as the movie. I couldn't tell you why, but I know it's not. Like, as a child, I'm like, there's there's a disparity of quality between these two things. Why? Like, <laughs> and dear God, I love that show. It was so cute. Um, but Zazu's voice, it was, the actor tried so hard to sound like a diplomat. Yeah. And then in the first one, Zazu's voice was just kind of like that funny, snarky diplomat that yeah, it was effortless. Could, yeah, yeah, it was effortless, and people can make fun of it. And I feel like the movie realized it, because Zazu had quite a few lines in the original, and in the sequel it was like, yes, sir, oh my god, the princess. Like, he got very short lines, like, oh, yeah. don't, don't let the audience hear him, they'll see how terrible he is. Like, yeah, they, they knew, they were like, this is not Robert Gibb. Pull it back, pull it, it back. so cringy. Um, <laughs> Jim Cummings, who was the voice of two of the hyenas in the original mm-hmm. came back to replace Jeremy Irons as Scar. Okay. Um, and then Nev Campbell plays Kiara and Liz Calloway, who's the singing voice of Anastasia, um, came back as her singing voice. Back when they had separate acting and singing. Yeah, that was a thing. You know, I kind of wish they'd well, bring it, it back. Like Pocahontas. They Pocahontas, did the they thing. did it. Yeah. Um, Cinderella did it, Aladdin they did it, mm-hmm. which like then you got Leah Salonga singing as like Jasmine. like everything. Yeah, well, it's like Jim yes. coming, coming like doing every single voice in every Disney movie. Yeah, and like <laughs> and there's I mean there's issues with replacing the singing voice actors, which um, I discussed in my Mulan episode of like okay, so you got B.D. Wong to play Shang Li, and you're like yes, it's like B.D. Wong has a Tony. Mm-hmm. He is a musical theater actor, so his singing voice shall be Donny Osmond. And I'm like. No, that doesn't make like if you cast like a person who can't sing, yeah, give them a singing voice. But it's like, no, no, we think Donny Osmond is the voice of Lee Shay. Like, yeah, it will work. It will work. It does. No, it doesn't work. Like, and there's the whole issue of like whitewashing voices and blah 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 blah. Like, pretty much all of the singing voices in Mulan are white people, which is like, you worked real hard to make sure the cast was Asian, and it was like, but white voices. That's fair. Yeah, so, like, I don't think that there's necessarily an issue with having a voice in a singing actor, but then, like, make the same effort that you did in trying to be, like, racially similar. I, I can think. see that. Yeah. Um, and make it sound the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that, too. Um, Andy Dick plays Nuka, and Lacey Chabert is Vitani. Lacey Chabert is Gretchen Wieners. What? Yeah. What? That's Vitani. I was listening, could not hear it. I'm like, no, that's not Gretchen no. Wieners. Well, okay. With Gretchen Wieners, she also played um, Debbie Thornberry. Not Debbie Thornberry, uh, the sister. Yeah. Um, he needs something from me. Reconsider. <laughs> and I um, didn't even tell. Like, she plays so many different voices that I realized. I didn't even know she was a voice actor. Yeah, she's in a, she has this weird, like, subgenre career of, like, incredible voice actor and also, like, 10 to 15 Lifetime movies. I'm like... So, like, okay, I'm looking at, like, the, the Mean Girls cast, and I'm like, Lindsay Lohan, she's got her problems, let's not discuss. <laughs> Rachel McAdams, like, semi-big star now. Like, yeah. she's in the Marvel Universe, she's killing it. Amanda Siegfried, she got two Mamma Mias. Oh, yeah. She gets nominated, she was in Les Mis. And Lacey Chabert, she's like, I'm here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
That's up. Killing it as a voice actor uh, before and after Mean Girls and uh, in some Lifetime movies where I play a paralyzed girl who has to type with her tongue. Killing it. Like, oh, it's such a bizarre <laughs> career path from the rest of them. Like, why didn't Lacey Chabert, like, get to take that track with you guys? I thought All she right. was fun. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, so there's also a Broadway musical, which came out in 1992, um, which pretty much the biggest change was they made Rafiki a woman because they're like, that part's really hard to sing if you're a dude. We made it a girl. Um, and there was a plot line cut from the movie, which they put back in the musical, which is when Scar is like, oh shit, I'm fucking up everything. Hey Nala, we should bang. And we'll create super that. lions. I remember this while watching the show. So I was like, wait, this is new. Yeah. Hold on. That entire sequence was written and recorded for the movie. And then Disney went, ah, ha, ha, children's movie, children's movie. And they pulled it back. That's what I was thinking. I was like, this is a kid's movie. And then they put it back in the musical. <laughs> Hold on. Um, so a uh, deep personal burning story about Lion King on Broadway. So I, I was a tiny dancer at my ballet studio. And they were casting for the national tour of Lion King on Broadway and they came to my studio and they said do you have any black tidy dancers and they said we have one <laughs> only one just one <laughs> to be fair they had African American adult ballerinas just they needed, oh but they needed kids they <laughs> needed kids because they needed young Nala and young Simba and they said we have one and they called me and I came into the studio I think there were like four of the people who were like not from our studio auditioning they got cut real early I am in the studio for three to four hours with their director choreographer Everything. I'm singing, I'm acting, I'm dancing, I'm talking with them, I'm talking with other actors. I'm like, oh my god, I'm killing it, this is it, going to Broadway. And they sit me down and they go, sweetie, we love your energy, we love your talent, you're just not ethnic enough. Oh. Which, fair. (laughs) But y'all didn't realize that when I walked in the room. (laughs) Like, you didn't walk in and be like, mm, we're looking for someone with or melanin. Sorry, back up. <laughs> and what fucking sucks is I know the girl who got it. Fuck you, Lisa Tucker. And then you also got American Idol. <gasps> Fuck you, Lisa. But yeah, I, I, and then like I went to see it like a year later when it was like touring through LA and I'm like, it's bitter. It's fine. <laughs> it's not even a big part. I Thanks, hate parents. it. Thanks, parents. No, I wanted to see it. Um. They also used other songs cut from the movie, such as Morning Report and Shadowland, and put them back in the musical. The composer, uh, Lee Boehm, um, also worked on Lion King and Lion King 2 as the composer. Um, he wasn't the main in Lion King, but he was the main composer in Lion King 2. Uh, the musical was nominated for 11 Tonys. It won six. Uh, best Musical, Best Direction, Best Choreography, Best Scenic Design, Best Costume Design, and Best Lighting Design. All right, can I say one thing? That There was a scene that got me in awe. It was the one scene where they did the whole Simba is running away from the antelopes or whatever. <gasps> yeah. And they did that on Broadway and it was phenomenal. Like the combination of projection, puppetry, and real people. Yes. To make you feel like there is a stampede on stage. And then when Mufasa falls and they just do the strobe yes. going down and he's not actually falling, he's like on the wire, so like he's going slow and you're like so great. No! And right um, in the very beginning, right, right when she starts singing, and then all of a sudden you just see like these puppeteer animals. We're like, whoa! And yeah, it's coming Julie, from all sides. It's not even on stage. Julie Taymor kills it. It's, it's it's amazing. It was amazing. It was powerful. And having having the animal puppeteers interact with the audience was great. Yeah, was great. And uh, Julie Taymor is the costume designer slash producer of Lion King on Broadway. If you're not familiar. 
And you know what? Maybe some of those actors have back problems forever now, but it was worth it. <laughs> um, because Julie Taymor created these massive, sometimes three to six foot headpieces that they had to wear and then forgot that people have necks and spines that need to be supported. But the one thing that was really cool about those mask things is that they were able to have a pulley system. Yeah. And they were able to like shoot the heads out. Yeah. And like when you're when you were talking, like your head was talking above you. Yeah. And like people had giraffe heads that could like look left and right and like they, they got um altered a lot in the later production so they weren't as heavy and they were like more weight on your shoulders instead of on your neck but the pretty much the original broadway cast got all the money because they saved julie taymore from their (laughs) fucking terrible neck problems and okay i'm usually not looking forward to remakes but when they announced this cast i was like yes the 2019 live action which i'm like how's it gonna be live action oh that's right there is gonna be a live action one because live action implies people there's no people in the Lion well, the King. Well, the thing is, from what I've heard, they're going to try to simulate what was going on on the Broadway show. Ooh. That's what they were going to do. They were kind of going to do the same thing that they did on the Broadway show. Or they were going to do the whole CGI thing. Like yeah, they did with Jungle but then Book. It, but then if it's CGI, you can't really call it live action, live can action, you? <laughs> it's just another... It's better I'm animation. I'm it's going to be like the Broadway. That'd be incredible. That'd be really interesting. But I mean, the fucking cast. Like, Beyonce is Nala. A. Oh, what the fuck? I didn't even know that part. Beyonce is Nala. <laughs> James Joel Jones is back as Mufasa. Of course. Because, duh. Um, I'm going to murder this pronunciation. I'm so sorry. Chitwell Ijiofor as Scar. Alfre Woodward as Sarabi. John Oliver as Zazu. Perfect casting. <sighs> Perfect casting. Um, Seth Rogen as Pumbaa. Billy Eichner as Timon. Eric Andre. Florence Kambazu. And Keegan-Michael Key as the three hyenas. Like, yes. Yes. I was... Okay, here's the thing. I was 100% on board for this remake until an announcement came up this week. So they're writing new music. They're writing original music for the movie. Okay. And I'm like, yeah. They're like, Beyonce's going to write something. I'm like, duh. Of course. She's probably going to write her own song. Guess the song that they're cutting. Are they cutting the circle of life? No. Oh, thank God. Okay. They're cutting Be Prepared. That was the best villain, like, song ever. The best. Like... Uh, uh, that that created the villain song. It did. It, it is the uh, and like I honestly I sometimes walk out of a Disney movie and I'm like I didn't like oh no villain song like that was a big like bleh of Frozen to me was there was no villain song mm-hmm. and people are like well Let It Go was technically a villain song like it wasn't because it was triumphant not scheming and also Elsa's not the villain but like there were so many people online who were like dude if you just reprise Love Is an Open Door in a minor key. It's a great villain song. It sounds creepy as fuck. And like Hans is pretty much, I'm a villain now. Deal. And walked out of the room. Like that was his grand reveal, which was kind of a letdown. And like, no, I want the schemey like song. Like Mother Gothel Entangled got a great one. Yes. Um, Other Side from Frog Prince, the whole mm-hmm. like voodoo, like villain songs kill it they do and to take away and i'm like well are they gonna are they just cutting a villain song period or are they gonna try to write another another villain song like sorry nothing can top be prepared no be prepared is like number one villain song in my books uh i would say second to poor unfortunate souls yes i was gonna say poor unfortunate souls is like second yeah those two are very like similar right right on top of each other it's good it's good stuff they're real great um, they are going to include Circle of Life, Can Good. You Feel the Love Tonight, Kuna Matata, 
and just can't wait to be king. Which, like, you know, the original songs that everyone loves. Yeah, I feel like just can't wait to be king. If you were gonna have to cut a song, I would cut that. Mm. Like, I don't think cut any of them. You're an idiot. I think just add new songs on top of. But, like, can you feel the love tonight won an Oscar? Like, you're not gonna cut that. Circle of Life. You can't you get can't. that. You can't. That's like stupid. That's, it's their song. It it's is. Lion King. It's it's copyrighted, okay? It, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's Lion King. I had a roommate freshman year where she had like a song set in his alarm clock and it started with drum solo and it would like scare me awake every night. And I'm like, can you pick something that kind of like that builds a little bit more instead of just being like, because it, it's so alarming and it wakes me up so hard. She goes, I'll pick a different song. And she's scrolling through her phone. She goes, and I'm like, what is it? She goes, you'll find out in the morning. So, of course, I wake up, like, five minutes before her alarm, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, when is it? 758, 759, 8 o'clock. Ha! 7! <laughs> and I just fell out of bed laughing. I'm like, that's not any better in terms of, like, alarmingly loud. <laughs> better song choice. Um, it was her alarm clock for, like, three days. Um... So the, the music of the original was done by Hans Zimmer, Tim Rice, and Elton John. Of course. Top that. I know. Can't. <laughs> and Hans Zimmer, they're like, didn't you feel like stupid doing a kid's movie? And he's like, I'm sorry, did you hear it? <laughs> Fuck you. Like, when you really watch it, it's not even that much of a kid's movie as much as an adult movie. Re- there's some, like, lines that you listen to as an adult, and you're like, that's fucking dark. Like, damn. Uh-huh. Like, considering the stuff that they took out, like, you barely took the shit that you thought was dark out. You left mm. a lot of it in. And they did a really good job trying... Because it was... It's it's supposed to be based off of Hamlet. Yeah. And then they kind of made it in most kid-friendly based off of what Hamlet well, used it's, to be. Well, it's based or off what? of a Swahili story called The Great Lion. Mm-hmm. Kind of mashed with Hamlet. Mm-hmm. And it, it falls more into the Hamlet category. A, because Hamlet is more widely known, so there's more like points yeah. to pick off of but yeah and like i have to say they worked really hard to bring in a lot of african influences in terms of design and names and character and singing like they worked really hard at it which like killing it bravo yes. like it would have been real easy to make this like the quote-unquote easy way and they didn't um the music in the sequel pretty much every song had its own set of producers and mm. none of them are really recognizable except Guess who wrote um, My Lullaby, the creepy villain song from the sequel? Uh-huh. Joss Whedon. What? <laughs> and to be honest, no offense to Joss Whedon. I love his work. I love his work. I did not like that song. No, it, was, it, well, it wasn't a song. Well, we'll get to it. Okay. Sorry, clearing my throat. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a villain song, but I was like, oh, I'm reading my, uh, I don't know. I don't. Joss Whedon? What the fuck? Like, and I like clicked. I'm like, it's one of those things where like, there's a second jo- No, it's Joss Whedon. Okay. Between him writing the original screenplay for Lion King and, like, this, I'm like, what other Disney things have you touched, Joss Whedon? Did he touch anything else? I, I feel like he must. Like, he, he can't just be like, uh, Toy Story, Lion King 2, I'm done. Like, <laughs> there, there has to be other things that he just, like, just poked gently. Um, I'm just add my name in there. <laughs> um, some fun facts about the original, um... Not a single lion roar is done by a real lion. Wasn't that for... Not in the original? Nope. But I know they used actual lions to kind of mimic the movement in the movie. Yeah, but lions actually have real uh, pathetic roars. They used tiger roars for about 10% of them. And the other 90 
were a guy named Frank Welker. Why does that name sound so familiar? He's a he's a really famous like Foley and voice artist. Okay. But I thought like, hmm, giant jungle cat, guy named Frank. Guy named It'll Frank. work. Like, It'll work. <laughs> I'm like, it I'm works. listening to them, like, that's some intimidating roaring, like killing it. Um, the, the original includes 1,197 hand-painted backgrounds and 119,058 individually colored frames of film. Like Now, that's yes. what I really impressed me and I think a lot of other people were impressed by. Because when you see a Disney movie, it's kind of like watercolored wash over and then yeah. the characters. With Lion King, it's legit background scenery it in is. each it's, and every scene. It's gorgeously painted and you and like i watched so what i do is i watch um the sequel the original and then the sequel again like to kind of sandwich and like i watched the sequel original in the same night and like the difference in animation is like oh no like it's immediate and like this is bad this is bad like (laughs) and again it's not bad in general but compared it's like yeah compared it's horrible no no um so, Can You Feel the Love Tonight was originally sung only by Timon and Pumbaa, but then Elton John was like, please don't, please don't do that, make it Nala and Simba, and they're like, well then we're gonna cut the song, and he's like, no, okay, okay, F- first verse is P- Timon and Pumbaa, and then it's Nala and Simba, and they're like, okay, and then it won them an Oscar, so Elton John knew what he was go. talking about, um, and this was done by Disney's, like, B-team. Mm-hmm. Because their A-team at that time was working on Pocahontas, which is like, this is going to be the more popular movie. This is going to be the more successful one. Um, so kind of like the designers and the animators who were kind of like thought of as like, eh, well, they're like kind of the weird experimental ones. We'll just put them on The Lion King. And they kind of didn't check in on them. They're yeah. like, eh, make it. Which is why it looks so different from the Disney movies of that era. Because yeah. it was like the kind of, the weird guys who didn't get their due were like, they may not ever give us anything ever, so let's, let's just throw everything at Lion King. And then I'm like, hey guys, kill them. And they're like, we know! Um, give so, us a raise! Yay! <laughs> so while the original is Hamlet, the sequel is Romeo and Juliet, which is a little more obvious. It, yeah. Yeah. At first, I wasn't exactly sure what it was. I thought it was just going to be like, you know, your basic love story, don't judge a book by its cover type of thing. Until you get the Mercutio Tybalt death. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, Romeo and Juliet. The only thing I would have thought is if they're like, oh no, you know, Kiara and and Kou are dead. We should bond together and we should be one pride. Oh, they're not dead, but let's also still be one pride. Like, they could have done that little, like, death fake out thing, but they didn't, which I'm like, eh, kids' movie. Fair. Um, so, as far as the original or the sequel, um, I mean, it isn't even a question is which one is your favorite. Oh, it's original. It's the original. I mean, like, it's always going to be original. Unless the movie already had, it, it almost like Harry Potter where each one had like its own following book. Yeah. It's always going to be the original. It's always going to be the original. Like there's rare ones where like Toy Story 2 I oh, like yeah. better than the original. So I, I asked that question with Disney movies because on the, Disney's the rare, the rare duck that can do well with a sequel. Um, but yeah, as far as this one, and especially with a direct-to, uh, video sequel, it, it's not gonna top it. Mm-mm. All right. You ready to break this bad boy out? I'm ready. Okay. So immediately the opening, it's like, first three seconds of audio, I'm like, this isn't The Lion King. Like, See, okay, I liked it, though, because 
in the Lion King it was sunrise, and in this one's more night. And I feel like with this one it became more sinister. It was trying to like, yeah, something was, mysterious is going to happen. Yeah, it sounded a lot less like Lion King and a lot more like Phil Collins Tarzani. Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> I'm like, this has got like a little bit of like Genesis on it. Like I can yeah. feel it. Like, um, also, damn. Phil Collins' Tarzan music is just great. It's great. Phil Collins should do every single Disney music. He really should. He's so Are you good. hearing us, Disney? Come on, Phil. <laughs> do it. Um, bless the rains down in Africa. Um, <laughs> um, so literally my notes go, eh, the main animation is all right, but the I take it back. The animation is terrible. <laughs> okay, no. Okay. Literally in the same sentence, I changed my mind. There are parts... In the animation where it stays true, like the shadowing and everything like that, it wasn't just like. And if you go and see any other sequel, it's always just flat characters. Yeah, it's just flat. It's just it looks like you know those CD-ROMs that Disney would make out oh from God, the movies, yes. and it just looks like a coloring book mm-hmm. on the CD-ROM. Sometimes a lot of Disney sequels look exactly like that. Like yeah. they just did not give a shit. <laughs> it, it looked great until background characters started moving, yes. and then you're just like, oh. It's no. like when they like, started raising um, Kiara up and up, up over the Pride Rock, and then you're just seeing the background animals, and they're just like solid color. Yeah. Standing straight, no moving whatsoever. There's no shadow, there's no angle to them, and it's like, if it's five antelope in a row, it's like they just copy-pasted those five antelope yes! in a row. Like, there's no <laughs> attempts at like, and it's like, and if one raises its head, they're all raising their head. Like, yes. it's like copy, it's, it's like, it, copy B. It's, it's just, not like when, um... In the original, they're all like stamping their feet in different movements and moving yes. their heads in different swaying. It's just it, it, it. That was the only thing that bugged me was the background. Yeah, uh, baby Kiara is adorable though. Oh my god, baby Kiara is she's, darling. She's a little sass bucket, feisty chasing butterflies. Oh my she's god. cute. She's so cute. Um, and Timon and Pumbaa look awful. I feel like they were trying too hard for the comic relief for Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah, and there were a lot of instances where I was like. Why would you send Timon and Pumbaa? They are the wrong person for this job. I think it was for the comic relief. They were trying to show them as the crazy uncles. Yeah, but it was like they were too heavily used. I think it's because since Timon and Pumbaa were so popular in the originals, they were just like, all right, let's you just keep going. You guys love this, right? It's like, we're not like this, <laughs> shit. Um, um, and then, oh my god, it's a girl, because they assume that Simba's son is, Simba's kid is going to be a boy, and they're like, no, it's a girl. Ah! the punchline of the movie that it's a girl I'm like fuck you like <laughs> I thought I was gonna start all over again with the boy but no it's completely different also can we just say that the title of this movie is a pun oh you said Simba's what? pride yeah but you're better than that Disney it's okay you're not <laughs> you're really not but I thought you were it's okay we'll forgive you <sighs> this time Nothing else. Yeah. Um. So then Kiara is wanting to go play where the deer and the antelope play. Wait, did they do the literal cop out being like, "Oh, you're 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 your father's child" type of thing? Yeah. Know? And they're like, "You can get hurt or stepped on or lost." I'm like, "Oh, that's two of the three ways your dad died." Um. <laughs> oh, too bad. And the third one is how you ran away in the last movie. So like, I mean, killing it. Hey. Um. So Simba being, like, the overprotective parent when, like, Nala's like, hmm, what does that remind you of? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, you. He's like, exactly. Do you know how much trouble I got in? <laughs> she will die. So 
So like they totally like blame him, but also it's just like, dude, come on. Yeah, like the troublemaker <laughs> dad on. being like, no, 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 I know how I was. My kids can't die. Um, it's a little bit funny. Um, and then he's just like, stay away from the outsiders, which it's because like they're called the Outlands, but like read slightly like xenophobic racist, like stay away from them. They're they're not from here. They're like, not from here. Uh, and then also, can I say like the Outlanders get called like the Outsiders, like you know, very Essie Hinton of them. But then like the Pride Rock people are like Pride Landers. I'm like, that sounds dumb. It does sound really. I mean, wouldn't they be the Outlanders and the Pride Landers if you were gonna do like some symmetry, like Outsiders and like Priders? I don't know, Rockers. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, Pride Landers sounds real stupid. Um... But Nala and Simba are still cute and adorable, and their their lion marriage is solid. It's solid. It 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 lasted. Yep, they they're they're still they're still in love after you know being friends for a couple of months, him disappearing for five to ten years, and then appearing, and then she's like, guess we're together now. Hey man, it's a solid marriage. Um, so Kiara's out chasing butterflies, and she's looking out towards the Outlands. Um, and Timon and Pumbaa are making sure she doesn't get. The crazy on. overprotective uncle. Yeah. You know. And, okay, it bugs me they refer to her constantly as, like, come on, princess, you have to do this way, princess, let's go over here, princess. Like, no one ever referred to Simba as prince. Not even, like, Prince Zanzu Simba. did. But he wasn't, like, prince this way, prince that way, prince Simba over here, prince Simba over there. That's true, but I think they were trying to get in the fact that Timon and Pumbaa aren't of royalty. So this yeah. is just what they're used to. They're like, is this how we supposed to talk? Yeah, I, I guess, but it's like they constantly, like, it's like it's like her name. They're like, "Come on, princess, this way." I'm like, "Her name's Kiara. Call her Kiara." Um, also, they worked. I'll get to it later. They worked real hard to make other names Swahili, um, like Timon, Puma, Nala, Simba. Those all mean things. Kiara is an Irish name. Like, <laughs> how hard like, was it? I, that's what I was. I was so weird because every other name had some sort of like African descent in it, and Kiara was the only one that was really like. And she's the main normal. character, and I mean, like to be fair, Simba is Swahili for lion. Like, yeah, I mean, y'all didn't try. <laughs> um, but like to name your main character, like ah, uh, yes, Timon, Pumbaa, Nala, Mufasa, Kiara. Huh? We'll just throw that name in. Yeah. Do you think there was somebody in the back room being like, "I love that name. I'm gonna name my that." That's my next child's name. We should put that in the movie right now. Yes. Okay, did you also notice that Matthew Broderick, like, overpronounces names? Like, Timon and Puma are like, hi, I'm Timon, and I'm Puma. And he's like, Timon, Puma. I'm like, Matthew Broderick, don't do not do that. <laughs> Relax. Like, he's like, Mufasa. I'm like, he, like, overpronounces names. Like, ah, uh, yes, these proud Swahili names. I'm like, stop it. Make it stop. It's not cute. I don't like it. Um, so, so Timon and Pumbaa are trying to get her to eat bugs, and she's like, "Ew, gross!" I'm like, so does she not like know how things went down with her dad? I don't think so. I think she he kept that away from her, so she doesn't become her dad. It's and never discussed. And then if she doesn't know, you think her finding out would be like a big like what? But like, it's not discussed on either end of like that he he like. Thought he killed his dad, betrayed his uncle, fucked off to Akuna Matata land, rolled back, killed his uncle, and took over. Like, well, the thing is, I don't think anyone wants to talk. <laughs> it's like when yeah. our parents make up some sort of story, but they don't really want to talk about their past. Yeah, but you think like Kovu or Zira later on would be like, "Oh, you think your dad's some great person? Do you know he killed your uncle?" Like, 
you think they'd use it to their advantage of like, but it never comes out. Or or she she knew about Scar. She knew that Scar was evil, but like, did she know that Scar killed Mufasa? And if so, did she know? Like, either she knew and it wasn't made a big deal, or she didn't know and then it was never brought up, which would have been a great like. Because from what I from what I've seen, it seems like she didn't know, but she never knew like the actual past of her dad. Yeah. Like, she knew snippets being like, Scar was evil, he killed this person, and they killed, almost killed this person, and he became, like, this dictator, and then, you know, your father saved the day. Yeah. Just a kind of a rough outline of how things went, but not any real details. Yeah. Um, so, she decides to cross into the Outlands because, She's like, fuck, fuck you, it. dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, and immediately meets Kovu. Like, she literally takes three steps into... Per- it literally took... I actually wrote this down. It took him at nine minutes and 33 seconds till they met. It was the quickest relationship built. Just like, hey, fuck you. Um, Also, I just love, so Scar was the brown line with the black mane. And if you look around the other Outlanders, none of the rest of them are brown except for Kovu and his brother. Yeah, his older brother. Yeah. Yeah. And they make it very clear Scar is not his father. They say See, it like six separate I times. I thought this plot was the most random thing. I was like, where was this in the original? They, you kind of just threw it in to make some sort of bad guy thing. So basically, um, they wanted him to be Scar's son, but then Michael Eisner, the then president of Disney, is like, that would make Kiara and Kobu cousins, and we make them love interest. That's kind of creepy. I'm like, Nala and Simba are cousins, and that's not creepy. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Like... I mean, I guess it's not explicitly, like, it's said in, like, Disney canon that, like, Nala's mom and Simba's mom are sisters, but it's not, like, da-da-da-da-da. Um, but, like, Scar and Mufasa were clearly brothers, so, like, you couldn't really skate over that fact. That's really, like, even though he's not Scar's son, even though Scar isn't even his father, even though Scar just picked him, like, we get it, they're not, they're not siblings, it's See, okay. See, I got it even more confused when I was younger, because I actually, I wasn't, you know, when you're a kid, you don't really pay attention to everything that's going on. Oh, in the yeah. Movie. I thought he was Scar's son. And I was just like, where the fuck was this when I first started watching the original? Yeah. Like, and how did this all start? <laughs> and now there's the show, which I didn't do any research into it because it's already like two seasons in, called The Lion Guard, which takes place be- <laughs> between the first half and second half of Lion King 2, apparently, because Kiara has a younger brother. Where's this? Yeah. Um, oh, the lion. Oh, shit. I do remember the lion guard. Yeah, the lion guard. And so, but it's like Kiara and her little brother, which I can't remember his name, are like kids at the same time. Yeah. And like, they're dealing with like Vitani and Zira and all these people. I'm like, so Kiara just had a little brother scampering around that we didn't mention during the second movie at all. Like, you know, it's funny because, uh. Kiara's little brother or older brother, whichever it is, mm-hmm. has red hair. He was just the redheaded stepchild no one cared about. Oh, redheaded stepchild. But basically, what the Lion Guard establishes is like obviously the firstborn son is like king or prince or queen or whatever, and then the second becomes like the Lion Guard. They become like the like head of the military essentially. Mm-hmm. So that's like Scar was was the Lion Guard. He was like, oh, I should like run the military of lions, and basically. Scar ran the military, and he, like, saved the pride. So he's like, well, damn, I'm such a good lion guard. I should be lion king. And they're like, that's not how this goes. And that's why he got all bitter Betty about it. Like, Makes sense, makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot of establishing for the hierarchy of a pretend monarchy of lions. Um, there you go. That's Disney. Um, <laughs> so 
She she runs into the outsider. They're immediately like fight playing play. Well, she's playing. He's fighting. Yeah. And he's like, and she's like, never turn your back on an outlander. And he's like, the fuck, like. Yeah, he was because she was like trying to pounce and back away and at the trying, same time. At the same time, and he's like, "What are you doing? <laughs> what, you're fucking crazy." Yeah, uh, and then immediately steps on a crocodile because, like, I know when I take one step into water, ninety percent of the time I'm hitting a crocodile. See, it was trying so hard to mimic what was going on in the original. This was trying to be like, "I just can't wait to be king." Yeah, but mad at each other. Like exactly. Um. So they have, like, a four-minute sequence where they run away from 400 crocodiles, apparently. Mm-hmm. And they, like, save each other in equal measure, I would say, through the sequence of, like, I'll go over here, you go over here, no, I'll save you, no, I'll save you, and yay. They're and, friends now. Yeah, and then they're friends now. And then Kiara, one thing I noticed that I thought was so sad, um, Kiara starts getting all playful, playing tag and shit. Yeah. And Kuba's all like, what's this bitch doing? She's hitting me. What are you doing? And she's like, I'm playing. And he's like, I'm not familiar. Like, <laughs> it was so sad. I was just like, oh, you poor child. And he says something later on, which I'm like, oh, cool, you baby. Oh, cool. Okay. It kind of just shows that he never had a childhood because it all, He like, was raised to be, like, scarp. Basically, yeah. Um, I'm going to say it right now. There's a short list of animated characters that every girl had a crush on. And it oh, was... girl. It was Robin Hood from Robin Hood. It was Thomas O'Malley from Aristocats. And it was motherfucking Kovu. Mine was oh. Peter Pan, mm-hmm. Aladdin, and Kovu, and Simba. Why is Kovu so cute? Because it's got that bad boy look. <laughs> when I was a kid, my mom was real concerned because, like, I love Lion King because I was a child alive in the '90s. And we were at some Disney store, and she's like, "Do you want to get a Lion King toy?" And I was like, "Yes!" And she goes, "Okay, go pick it." There's Nala toys, there's Simba toys, there's Mufasa toys, and I go, "Scar." <laughs> my mom was like. Why Scar? I'm like, he's my favorite. And she's like, oh no. It wasn't anything sinister. I just liked him because he was the only brown one. That's fair. Like, all the other lions looked essentially the same with different eye colors. I'm like, well, I know that's Scar because he's brown and black. And I like that. Snatch. Like. Familiarity. Yeah. Yes. And I had this, this like, Scar stuffed animal and I had a guinea pig at the same time. And I had, like, a bunch of my stuffed animals leaned against my guinea pig cage and my guinea pig, in a great sense of uh, irony, chewed up the scar, like, on its eye. So, so then created an actual scar? Both of its eyes had scars. I'm like, <laughs> you're a little sarcastic dipshit, my guinea pig. Uh, killing it, though. Um, so oh, Simba and Zira immediately get between the two of them when they're playing. They're like, no, you can't be friends. Um, so Simba is like, I banished you guys. And I'm like, okay. So at some when point... The, when did this happen? That's where I was so lost. I was like, all when the, did this happen? All the lions were starving. All of the lions were miserable. All of the lionesses were refusing to hunt. The hyenas were being the Nazis of that essential metaphor. Simba rolled in, killed Scar, and then half the lionesses were like, no, we liked him. We're leaving. Like, what? <laughs> when did this <laughs> some sort of backstory like a flashback of how this all happened well i think they could because it didn't make any damn sense it didn't make any sense because i was just like how did this all happen when does scar find this kid and be like yes you are now my apprentice like when did he have the time to do that i think there was like an early draft where it was just like the hyenas defaulted and scar had a son and so kovu was raised by hyenas which is why like he's like a little fucked up 
And then it was like hyenas versus lions. But then they're like, but then you can't have the like, oh, we are all one moment at the end. So they had yeah, to make it two prides of lions. The older brother, um, I think his name was uh, Nuka. Nuka. He was supposed to be chosen, but instead Kovo was chosen, which I was also very confused. Yeah, like Scar was like, oh, yes, three children. Um, a fucked up one, basically, who looks like a lion Andy Dick, because he is. Um, a real bitter girl who's got, got a violent streak a mile wide. And I'm assuming an actual literal infant? All right, I'll take the infant. Let's go. Let's, let's just, let's warp his mind. Well, you're like, oh, yes, you have darkness in you, newborn lion. What? Like, <laughs> huh? I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Maybe because he was so young, they can just warp his mind, and the other two are already old enough. But the other two seem, like, down for murder immediately. Oh, yeah. Well, I think also with, um, uh, uh, Nuko and, uh, what was the daughter's name? I don't think I caught that one. I did. Vitani. 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 V-I-T-A-N-I. Vitani. Yes. Yeah, that one. Because <laughs> they're almost like the minions. Like, you always have those same stereotypical minions. you got yeah. the one that's like the smartass who actually knows what's going on. And then mm-hmm. you got the idiot. Who's just like, yeah. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> and that's basically what they made the other two siblings. I'm like. was It was just like the minions of the whole. Yeah, plot. I love how Vitani was never like. Well, fuck, I'm older than Kovu. How come I don't get it? She's like, she yeah. She didn't give a shit. It would definitely be Kovu, and I dream all day of murder. Um, <laughs> um, so, Timon calls Kovu a furry maraca, which made me laugh. And he's like, and Simba's like, oh, the crime for trespassing is death. I'm like, fuck, Simba. Right. That's a hard shit. ass line. And I don't Zira, think and did that shit, man. Yeah, and Zira's like, yeah, I know this rule. My fucking kid doesn't, but uh, if you need your pound of flesh and literally, like, tilt herself I Simba. I was so sad. Like, I was like, why would you do him. that? And then Simba's like, oh, fuck, that's dark. And he's like, go home. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Simba, you're creating a police state. Like, fuck. I just thought it was so fucked up for Zara to kind of just be like, here's my son. Oh, I think because it was like Simba's not strong enough. Like, oh, ooh, you banish me. You're going to kill anybody? Fucking do it. Knew you wouldn't, pussycat. Like, uh, I think fair. I don't think she actually thought Simba would kill her son. I think she was like, fuck you. I'm going to make you look weak in front of your people. <laughs> um, but Jesus, Simba, that's a harsh sentence. I know. Um, so Kiara does not want to be queen. She's like, I hate it. I don't want to be queen because I just don't want to be queen. <laughs> that the whole been... freedom thing man yeah and then he sings we are one which i'm like this is a poor man's circle of life it is a poor man's circle of life now i really loved the whole we are one song though it's such a great song it's all right and like it's not as great as one song i'm gonna talk about but we'll get that later in the movie yeah but um, I think we're both talking about the same song. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, but, my notes for that one are banger. Yes. <laughs> but this one, I like it because it's talking about family and it's talking about we all kind of grow up as one. But it also shows his... Relationship hypocr- to his daughter. His relationship to his daughter, but also his hypocritical sense of the things. Yeah. And that's also what brings us to the end of the movie. Where she's I like, hey, dad, hey, dad. Hey, we, we are, are one. one. Oh. You. 
But, Bitch. you know, Simba could have full pulled, like, you know, I was just laying around thinking up brilliant things. And I realized <laughs> um, from the day we arrive on this planet and blinking, step into the sun. He could have full lifted circle of life. Mufasa's <laughs> dead. Nobody knows. He could, And just, like, Karen would be like, wow, dad, that's funny. He'd be like, I know. But the I'm thing is, he smart. did mention the circle of life, and she's like, yes, the circle of life, I get it, dad, I understand. And I think that's why he also brought in the, we are one thing. Yeah, honestly, Mufasa was a great dad. He had great parenting lessons. He didn't, I can't think of anything Mufasa said that was flawed. I can't either. I mean, like, a great dad. don't go to the shadowy place, because that's where the things that want to kill us live. It wasn't like, don't go there, because, like, they're different than us. It's like... Yeah, you took one step in and they're like, let's eat you. He was pretty accurate in his fears. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, um, something I noticed in the animation is all of the animals and plant life and backgrounds in the original seemed very deliberately African. Yeah, and they moved. And they moved. And this was just like, that's just like an oak tree. There's like an oak tree and then there's like... A bluebird. It's just ra- random like plants that look jungle-like. Yeah, and then I think at some point, like, there's, like, a, a bunny rabbit. I'm like, there's no rabbits in Africa. Like, it just seemed like generic animals yeah. rather than, like, this is a gazelle. We're in a rush. Let's this just is throw a in This is a, yeah, it was Everything just, like. Everything looks empty, which is also going to bring into another plot that happened. In the yeah, movie. here's the animals we can draw. Um, so, Vitani and Nuka are snipping at each other because... There's not enough food. There's not enough water. They're basically the other... They're the replacements of the hyenas. Yeah, essentially. Um, and Nuka's like, he should be the leader because he's the oldest. Um, and Zira is like, wait, 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 wait. I had a great idea. We're going to make Kovu and Kiara be bestie best friends. And then we'll kill Simba. Plan. Done. Killing it. <laughs> uh, but also, like, you could have done that plan r- right then. I don't know why you had to wait the 10 years. They had to get older. They ha- they have to be sexually ready. <laughs> um, and then she sings My Lullaby, which is... That is the worst. I, I hate it. Not song. a villain song? A, because it's not sung, it's talked. It is talked. It's like half sung, half talked. This is my lullaby. Like, and she's talking in rhythm, but bad. like... And it's real graphic. It's like... <laughs> I hear his lioness's mournful cry as I rip his throat out. I'm like, Jesus. It's like basically her saying, like, the sounds of war and people dying around me. That's my lullaby. I'm like, oh, dear lord. Girl. <laughs> shit's dark. You got Fuck. some jinx, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's talk sung. And it's, you know, it's fucking scars is inside, like, a methane cave vanilla, like, volcano. It's, it's just. Vanilla? It's, it's inside a vanilla. A, it's such a tryhard song. <laughs> and hers is like inside a, a termite mound. I don't even know. It, it, it's just, it was so bad. It was just and, the worst song I've And ever great heard. villain songs are a call to action. Yeah. They're like, here's what I'm gonna do. And hers wasn't really a rally to action. It was like, you know what I love? Murder! Like, <laughs> like everyone's already ready to kill. Like, Go do I love it. The smell of blood, guys. I love it. <laughs> yes, like <laughs> it's my drug. <laughs> Give me more. <laughs> yeah, like the fucking scar song. Like I'll get to it later, but like the fucking turns of phrases in "Be Prepared." I'm like, my teeth and ambitions are bared. 
fuck. Like the lyrics in it. Fuck. Great. Yes. And this one's just blatantly being like, yes. No murder. king, no king, na 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 na. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, you can't top be prepared. You can't. Um. So Rafiki is is up in his tree. He seems to have gotten more lucid in his old age. I, okay, at first I thought Rafiki was replaced too. Like his whole like accent changed. Um, I don't think he did. Yeah, it's the same. It's same the guy. same guy, but it sounded like the guy was all like, "Oh shit, how did I do this voice again?" Yeah, like oh fuck, it's been four years. Um, and apparently he and Mufasa are just like buddies. Oh yeah, talking. Mufasa just talks to him. He's just like, "Hey, what's up, bro?" And oh, Mufasa's like, plan? "Okay, that's Mufasa's crazy." Like, Wind chime. Here's the plan. <laughs> um, so basically, Mufasa, through the wind, tells Rafiki the way to fix all this shit is Kovu and Kiara together. And Rafiki's like, you've been in the clouds too long. What the fuck? <laughs> um, I made Rafiki sound a little Jamaican there. Sorry. Um, but he's like, yeah, way to fix is Kiara and Kovu. Time jump forward. Immediately, they're adults. I'm like, Jesus. That was quick. Um, so Kovu talks like a sleeper agent. Kovu sounds like one of those wannabe bad boys being like, yeah, dude, what's up? Do you know, do you know who Kovu is? The who? voice of who? Max from a Goofy movie and Thackeray Banks from Hocus Pocus. That's why we all thought he was so hot, guys. I like that Zachary He's Banks. Thackeray Banks. <laughs> Thackeray Banks, I have waited for thee. Oh, oh yeah. But yeah, he's Max in a Goofy movie and Thackeray Banks plus like 400 other animated characters. Like, he was in Totally Spies. He was in Powerpuff Girls. He was in SpongeBob. He Does was he in Shaolin Showdown. His sexy voice and be like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah, he's a really accomplished voice actor. Um, but in this one, he tried so hard to sound like a bad boy. I'm evil. Yes. And like, like his Best mom is like, plus. "What is your purpose? To kill, kill who? Kill Simba. Simba." Like, he's like a full sleeper agent. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, holy shit. Um, and Kiara's getting ready for her first hunt, and I just love the like. The background actors like, oh my god, it's her first hunt. So exciting, so beautiful. See, that's what so, I look at, oh my so god, much. look at it. Like, oh my god, yeah, they, they like, went up to like producers or like random like like animators and be like, hey, can you can you come in? Just 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 just, just talk. Just just, just watermelon, watermelon, watermelon. Piece of carrots, piece of carrots. Piece of carrots, piece of carrots. Just make noises. And it's like she looks so beautiful. Like she looks sound, like all of you. Like, sound like there's more of you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Also. Fucking thank you for the accuracy of lionesses are the ones who do the hunting. That's true. Lionesses are the ones who do the hunting. The, the guys are literally the worst. They lay at home and go, feed me, I'm tired. <laughs> and the lionesses are like, we fucking brought you an antelope, you dipshits. <laughs> Fuck you. My God. Um, but the the males do raise the children. So yeah. historical accuracy there of like father figures. There Prop, we go. There props we go. to Disney. Um, they did bring in, like, 90% of those animals for live reference drawings, which, like, oh, can you I imagine, love like, when they do the that. day at the office they bring in the lines, you're like, oh my god, like, I love that lines. Disney actually does that. Disney actually brings in people, like, if they're gonna do a dancing scene, they bring in a dancer and yeah. they dance around. They, but, like, uh, for Aurora, uh, yeah, they it, brought in the actress. Aurora, Wendy, Alice, and, uh, who's the fourth one? But, like, if they're all drawn off yeah, the same person. They, they brought in the voice actors, actresses, and made them like okay we're gonna do this scene dance around dance how you would dance and they would create it just so they look like the voice actors and they they do it to a very small degree now of like 
Uh, the only instance I can think of is like in Frog Prince is the voice actress had very deep dimples. Yeah. So then they gave Tiana dimples. But like, I wish they'd do more more reference drawing. Yeah. Isn't it they're more into like motion capture now? Which yeah. like, that's cheating. But it's just, I feel like it brings, it brings more respect towards the movie. Like even with Tinkerbell, they had, they didn't even have the, like they just found like a random actress that was small enough to actually fit the look of Tinkerbell. Yeah, but then they gave her like giant props to work with. Once yeah. This is always so loud whenever I move it. Except now, when I actually am being quiet. Fuck you, Mike Stand. Um. Um. So she's getting ready for her hunt. She's all excited. Um. And he sends, again, Timon and Pumbaa. Pull from the hinge. Got it. If you want it closer, just pull that corner. Yeah. Microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Francis, for my new mic stand. It's my producer. Um, he's not here because he's in a show right now. Fuck you, Francis. If it sounds terrible, it's your fault. Um, <laughs> so he sends Timon and Pumbaa after her, which I'm like, this feels like a job for Zazu. Is Zazu dead? No, Zazu just can't talk. Zazu can't talk. But literally, up until this point, like Zazu was not there. I'm like, where's Zazu? Zazu's just like up in the tower, being like, oh man, look at this shit show. I'm retired. <laughs> um, oh, there was all these things that was like plot holes you didn't see in The Lion King, and it's like, so Scar, Zazu, and Mufasa go to the ravine to try to save Simba, and. Mufasa starts going like down into the ravine and Zazu's like oh no what should I do I know I'll go get help and Scar just like throws him against a rock and like knocks him out mm-hmm. and later on they're like oh man Mufasa's dead and Zazu's like I know it's so sad man I'm like like bring up the fact that like Scar cold knocked you out like that's weird like unless you know he had like some sort of like brain damage brain damage he just can't remember shit yeah. he's like why was I here again maybe it's what like, Zazu, speak up um See, that's why he, he can't go and protect Kiara, because he had no idea what the fuck he was doing. Oh, he's senile now. Um, <laughs> so Explains the voice. Also, sending, like, two small animals after her on a hunt sounds like a recipe for disaster. I just... Uh, yeah, that's true. It's just... Uh, I feel like they were just forcing Timon and Pumbaa. That's, I feel like that's why they made the Timon and Pumbaa movie, Lion King One and a Half. Yeah. Because they were such a big franchise. Yeah, and then Timon and Pumbaa one and a half sucked. But their animated show was cute. That's fair. Timon and Pumbaa. Um, but, okay, so here's the thing. So, like, the other animals of the animal kingdom seem to be, like, up on what's going on with the lions between, like, oh, the new royal is being born, da 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 Or they're like, today's Kiara's first hunt. And they're like, well, fuck. At first, Damn I it, like, because I haven't seen that movie in so long. And when I was watching it, I was like, wait whenever they, the girls were like oh it's his first time oh my god it's her first time I'm like first time for what hold on uh-huh. <laughs> what are we going to see everyone here is related to her ew <laughs> um so Vitani and Nuka go into the elephant graveyard which I'm like so it's and they're like man this place is creepy ever since the hyenas abandoned it I'm like so you oh, had so a this is where fully the went. <laughs> you had a fully functional creepy lair and you're like no 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 termite hill like stay in the creepy methane caves they're awesome right um brings out the villains in you man and they light their sticks on horrible cgi fire it looks like 90s video game fire like look at the squares of fire it's like minecraft i was gonna say look at the fire in minecraft um 
And so they go out and they light the, the grasslands on fire. And Kiara is in trouble, guys. Oh no, she's gonna get burned up. And Just then so Kobu. Kobu can come in and rescue her. There you go. Like, it's like the old times. Solid plan. Solid. Almost murder her. And then yourself. Um. And then Zazu comes. Because, like, even Kuvu is having a hard time being like, shit, what did I do? Like, oh no, I lit too much fire. <laughs> but yeah, then it's like, Zazu, go look for her. And he's like, oh yeah, I've been here the whole time. I'm like, what, what, why not go look for her when she's hunting? I know, right? So stupid. And so... Um, and then Zazu sees Kuvu rescuing her and everything like that, and she's like, "Oh, I have to tell the prince, the the king." Yeah. And then Simba is like, "You're never gonna hunt now, Kiara." I'm like, "Unlikely." Now we are skipping the part where I thought was really cute, but also very cheesy, is when they finally like Kuvu, finally kind of like rescues her and brings her over on the ledge and everything like that, and wakes her, and she's like, "Oh." And then they see each other and they're like, oh. And they start doing the same thing that they did as a kid. Oh, and then they recognize each other. And then right when he says, what are you doing? And Kira's like, oh, that's you. And then that's when Simba comes in and be like, ah. Yeah, which is like the same thing that Nala and Simba did. Where it was like, Pinja, Pinja again. Hey. And then when she like comes to where Timon and Puma live, it was like, Pinja, hey, I know you. Oh, <laughs> You're shit. a bitch who can't get off his back. Fuck you, Simba. Uh-uh. <laughs> Simba shows up and says Kiara's never allowed to hunt, which I'm like, that's like her whole job. It is. It's her like pride. her thing. It's like, well, then who's going to hunt? It's kind of her job. And like, a queen who doesn't hunt is a number one way to get people to not like you. Oh, yeah. And like, another thing is where like, because Kiara finds Timon and Simba. And Timon and Simba is like, bad <laughs> yeah and like i think rafiki's like yeah how dare you save the princess's life simba fucking read the room before you judge like um and kobu's like i'm an outsider i love Ooh. how Raf- rafiki is just always trying to intervene with everything he's just like hey man okay so there's this plan right yeah, and i'm just gonna the- try to kick it through and be like, the thing. <laughs> but i love kobu he's like i left the outsiders i'm a rogue and I only joined, asked to join the Pride Lands. I'm like, how many times did you practice that speech in a watering <laughs> hole, you douchebag? <laughs> Fuck right, you. So what did I have to say again? And he's like, how should I be punished for the crimes of my father? Or be punished for the crimes of someone I didn't even commit them. And I'm like, shut up, <laughs> douchebag. And but he's supposed to be the douchebag. That's yeah, what makes and I, so hard. he looks dead at Simba. He's like, yeah, I should get blamed for a death that I didn't even cause. Boom. And Simba's like, fine, you can stay. Okay. Trial basis. Um, oh, this is when I wrote down all the Swahili names. So Scar's name is not Scar. It's Taka, which is Swahili for garbage. Of course. So his name is Taka. Kovu means Scar. <laughs> which I'm like, so was Scar originally Kovu? And then like, that sounds too adorable and twee. Let's just call him Scar. I don't know, man. Maybe um, they're also just trying to be very like to the point be like so he has a scar on his eye we might as well just call him scar yeah uh <laughs> zira means hate uh nala means gift or beloved uh rafiki means friend pumba means slow-witted dumb essentially uh nuka means uh stink i mean he is filled with time termites yep uh vitani means war god yes and simba means lion just plain yep 
I actually read something about this, about Scar's name mm-hmm. and why he actually became the nickname of Scar was because of something, like, it was like a war, right? I wrote down the whole story. Hey! <laughs> okay, so essentially, Lion King, Lion Guard, essentially blah, blah, blah. And Mufasa got a little big for his britches and was like, I'm gonna be the best king ever. Meh, 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 meh. And he's like, oh, if you're such a great king, why don't you fix the watering hole problem? Because there was a water shortage at that time and there was this big asshole water buffalo who would not let anyone else drink from the water and he was a violent asshole and so scar knowing that he's a violent asshole is like hey mufasa you such if you're gonna be such a great king why don't you go like solve the watering crisis and he's like fine i fucking will because i'm a giant ass jock lion (laughs) and he goes up to the water buffalo and he's like hey man you gotta leave and he's like fuck you and he's like no and he's like hey how about i be reasonable and i talk to you and the water buffalo is like that is reasonable. And Scar's like, oh, fuck, he's gonna actually solve the watering hole problem. No, 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 no. And then he basically was like, Simba called you a bitch. What? Who said that? <laughs> and the water buffalo come charging at Scar because, like, he tells, or he comes charging at Simba, and Simba basically dives out of the way at the last minute, and the water buffalo gets Scar. Um... And then everyone's like, oh, Scar tried to start something on purpose, and Mufasa, like, A, solved the problem, B didn't get attacked. So, like, Scar, we're going to call you Scar forever now as a reminder of what a giant dickhole you are. Hey, man. Karma's a bitch. Yep. Oh, so he's like, fine. I'll let you in. Also, this pride is very lucky about any fire that gets started. There's water. There's rain almost immediately after. Right? In the original land, the sequel. Whenever a fire happens, like, don't worry about it. There's water. We got some rain. Yeah. We're good. Um, <laughs> never once is it an actual problem. Um, so they all go home to their, like, pride cave. And Kohu comes to walk in. And Simba's like, no. No, fuck you. You fuck sleep you. outside. I hate you. I'm um, still all suspicious. And so Kiara's like, I'm really sorry my dad's being a dickhole. But, like, thanks for saving my life. And he's like, well, yeah, you that- should. Because, like, you wouldn't last a day out there. And she's like, fuck you. And he's like, fuck you. And she's like, we started Dawn. And he's like, yeah. You can get it all flirty and be like, hey man, let's go. Let's yeah. go. I got you. <laughs> and pretty much Zira is like off screen and she's like, aha, the plan worked perfectly. I'm like, oh, were we supposed to be shocked at this moment? That like, Kobu's not, yeah, we know. And it's like, okay, so they're gonna get super close and then Kobu's gonna kill Simba. I'm like, Yay. yeah, I got yeah, the plan. That was the plan. Wasn't that complicated? I guess for a kid, you need to restate um, so Simba has basically a nightmare of Mufasa's yeah. death, where he becomes Mufasa and Kobu becomes Scar. Of yeah. like, and all the antelope have like demonized. And it kind of just shows how like Simba is still not over all of that. No, and he's got some like PTSD issues. Yeah, PTSD. He's still got some grudges holding and everything like that. Yeah. Um. So Kobu's teaching Kiara how to hunt. Um. In real life, only the women hunt, so Kobu wouldn't know how to hunt anyway. Meh. Well, actually, Kobu was about to pounce on Simba. Because Simba wakes up early, and Kobu is, like, hiding behind a rock while oh, Simba's yeah. getting a drink. And then Kobu's all like, yes. And then Kira's like, hey, what's up? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> and then Kobu accidentally hunts Timon. Because he's like, no, 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 these are friend animals. How can we tell the difference? I don't know. <laughs> um, and so it steals the joke from the original of, like, Timon always stealing Pumbaa's ideas. Yeah. Of like, hey, what if he's on our side? That's stupid. Hey, what if he was on our side? I'm like, 
<laughs> this joke wasn't that funny the first time. Comic. Um, so they're they're scaring birds. Yeah, they're trying to scare birds away so like they can eat it. They can eat the bugs. Yeah. They piss off some rhinos. There's a cute little chase sequence. And this kind of shows how Kovu was always just trained. Yeah, he's like, what part of training is this? She's like, it's, it's not it's, training. It's, it's just for fun. fun. And he's like, like what what's the fuck is fun? fun? Wait, like, what are we doing? We're running. Why are, what's going on? I'm so confused. Poor baby. <laughs> I know. It's just... <laughs> Um, they get stuck in a cave together and they're like flirty like uh, 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 like it's adorable it's so cute um let me start watching the stars they're so cute she's like look a fluffy bunny and he's like look two starving lions fighting each other to death for a scrap of food it just shows like the differences of how sad it is yeah it's so sad um (laughs) they talk about the kings of the past and Mm -hmm. Kovu goes do you get scars up there I'm like Oh, if Scar was your dad, that'd be way more sad. It would be, but he was, like, seen as a father figure. And he goes yeah. into it and everything like that and being like, and he's not my dad, but he was seen as, like, a father figure. And it was just, it was just something that was meant for me, I guess, and everything like that. Yeah. And Kira's all like, oh, I'm so sorry. It's just, yeah. I just know that people were saying that Scar had darkness in him and then I guess it, it kind of shows that Kuvu's kind of like sick and thinking everything yeah and being like, like he was just kind of playing it up and now he's like oh shit I might actually be turning to your side yeah um so Simba's like looking to the stars and Nala's like your dad talking back to you he's like no maybe. never talks back <laughs> sucks and Nala's like hey you know maybe don't just follow in Mufasa's footsteps like maybe like set your own path I'm like no Mufasa was flawless Fuck you, Nala. Mufasa <laughs> um, was amazing. Uh, so then Rafiki's just like, hey, you crazy kids, come to Upendi. I hated this. This is the worst song. This song can die in a hole. This song is worse than my lullaby. This song was so cheesy and was unneeded. Guess what? It was just like, you know what? Rafiki is great. He's never had a song. Let's just throw a song for him. Let's Guess just what? make something up. Upendi doesn't mean love. It doesn't. Upendi means bow or submit. Upendo means love. I think they were, weren't they saying? Oh no, they in were Upendi. saying. That, uh, you know, you, in, in Upendi, in, in Upendo means love, but it, that doesn't sound right. That just doesn't sound right. No, but song. Upendi so meaning bow or submit means this song's a little bit kinky. It's a little rapey. Hey. <laughs> Let's get down, get down. Um. And they just go through like a carnival ride, essentially. Like they're riding a leaf. Now this over a hill. The animation and down a... in this looks like a computer game. Yeah, it, it looks, looks like the Disney computer CD ROMs. And I'm just like, this is so bad. Why did they even add this in? They're Why? like, they're like riding like leaf roller coasters and leaf parachutes, and these leaves can do any. There's a point where they ride a river up and down a hill four or five times. I'm like rivers don't do that. You know, it's a Disney movie. It's the same thing, like, send this, the, 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 Yeah. That one. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, even in Tarzan, I know, like, Tarzan, like, riding the trees was unrealistic as fuck. But, like, they at least attempted to stick to, like, real physics. Yeah. But this, it was just so dumb. It was just an unnecessary song. It was so stupid. And I it's kind like, of forgot about the song. And it's like, you're in love now because my song said love. <laughs> you are like, now together. Okay. Fuck. Jesus. Um, 
So Kovu gets invited into the cave that night. I know. And Vitani sees Kovu not kill Simba and is like, Wait, Zira, fuck, he's flipped. Fuck. And I'm like, dude, maybe he, she was waiting for like Simba to fall asleep. Like oh. maybe outside the cave in front of all of his like warrior wives is not the time to kill Simba. Yeah, like, right. Maybe when they're all asleep, he's just like slitting all the lion throats. Did it. Like <laughs> done. But immediately like, he didn't kill him the second we saw them alone together. He's a traitor! Like, <laughs> Jesus, kill him. Like, calm down. Um, so, Kobu's like, oh man, I gotta tell Kira the truth. I like, love her. I love her, and also, like, I'm a secret agent. Like, man, yeah. I, I don't want to do this anymore. And Simba's like, hey man, we need to talk. And he's like, Uh-oh. That's where I was just like, oh, fuck. And he tells Kobu, like, the story of Scar. Yeah. And Kobe's like, oh shit, that's different than the version I heard. <laughs> uh oh. I didn't know at all. <laughs> and Kobu's feeling conflicted, obviously. Yeah. Poor Kobu. And Simba compares Scar to a fire. Um, and he says, and he's like, well, fire is evil. And he's like, no, you know, it burns something down so the next generation can build something better in its place. Which I'm like, Simba, that was like almost Mufasa level smart. Good job. Good job. Um,. And immediately the Outlanders outbush them. And they're uh, am outbush them. Mm-hmm. Wow, the Outlanders ambush them without Kobo knowing. No, and yeah. he's like traitor. And Kobo's like, I didn't know. I didn't know. I swear, my. And Sierra's like, J.K. He led you to this spot. That was this was the plan the whole time. <laughs> um, and so all of the lionesses start attacking uh Simba, which I'm like, yeah. 10 lions versus Simba. Okay, he be is, dead. This is, okay. It's, uh, this is when the whole, like, not enough animals and just copy-paste. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I, it was just so weird how Simba was able to escape all that, too. Yeah, it seemed damn impossible. So basically, Simba gets, like, up a, just a giant... It was like a dam, almost. A dam. Yeah. And Nuka... It was all like, I'm gonna prove you, Mom, I can actually do this, because, you know, Kovu was a dick and didn't want to prove anything to you. Yeah, so Nuka's climbing up the dam to try to get Simba, but he falls and, like, dislodges a, a log that, like, lands on him and kills him. Now, this is so tragic to me for Nuka, because all he wanted to do is to prove to his mom, like, hey, I could have done this. You know what Nuka's last line was gonna be, but they cut it, because even kids were like, damn. I guess she finally noticed me now, mom. <laughs> now, like, shit's too dark. Cut it. Nope. Like, Sh- nope. Shit hit the ceiling. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Um, so. Uh, and, and I feel like this is when Zero's all like, now I'm gonna be a mom. Be like, no, 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 shh, shh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's alright. It's alright. It's my baby. Um, yeah, because at that point, I didn't get that Vitani and Nuka were necessarily Kobu's older older siblings until that point. I'm like, oh, this is my, oh, all their moms. Okay, cool. Um, I knew Vitani was his sister, but I didn't, yeah. I don't know. I didn't connect the dots. Um, so then Zira, Kobu's like, I'm sorry. And Kira just slashes him across the face and gives him the scar. His scar. Which I'm like, dude, fully Zira would have been like, tiny baby Kobu, I give you a scar. Like, (laughs) she would have done that shit on purpose and like, you look like your father. Like, um... So, pretty much, Nuka dying is the Tybalt Mercutio death of this Romeo and Juliet plot. Yeah. Like, oh no, his brother died to protect him. Um, 
And so then um, Kofu goes off. Yeah, he goes back to the Pride Lands and he's... To try to explain himself. And Zero's all like, all right, we're alone in this. We're all going to attack. Yeah, and he's like, no. And and Timon and Pooh were like, hold me back. No, let me go. Hold me back. I thought, let like, me that go. was my favorite freaking line. I don't know why. I thought it was so cringy and but cheesy then, but amazing. <laughs> and then starts... The, the best song oh of this whole movie. This song had so much soul. Deception. So much Disgrace. Evil as plain as the scar on his face. Deception. Disgrace. It's so fucking amazing. And it's like, he is not one of us. Like, the, the musical arrangement was like the most similar to the original. This and one was very, very original. Yeah. End, where it's like the giant Disney Betty, like, Annalise Zebra. <laughs> it's like, Also, the whole like we need extra voices, guys. Let's just throw in some voices. When he's walking, I was like, oh my god, guys, did you see the scar? Oh my god, he looks like a scar. Looks like a scar. Looks like a scar. Like a scar. Like it's so dumb. It's so dumb. Um, but it's the best fucking song. It's so good in the whole movie, guys. So good. Do yourself a favor and look up not one of us. It's a banger. Um, such a good song. So Kobu's trying to reason with. Uh, Simba and he's like no and Simba's like no fuck you but then Kira is all like dad come on I don't believe you and he's like no he's following in Scar's footsteps and she's like well you know what dad you're never gonna be Mufasa I'm like oh, hit him where it hurts fuck oh damn and then she runs away and goes find Kubu and they immediately find each other okay now the song that Kira starts love will singing, find a way that was like a cheap cop out of trying to do uh, Can You See the Love Tonight? I feel like it was a song written for a different movie. It, yes! Because the lyrics are like, My feeling is hidden in my secret heart that I may never show, and he doesn't know I love him. I'm like, and None of this not, applies to it you. It did not fit with the African traditional, like, no. instruments. It's just a boring pop song. It was. And, and then all of a sudden you hear Kuvu start singing. And I'm just like, yes, bitch. And I thought, I thought they were like imagining finding each other because they find each other so immediately and they're yeah. just totally fine. I'm like, oh no, they really found each other. It was this easy. Like, huh? Like, and now they're all in love and shit. And there's and the whole like, like, can you feel the love tonight scene? You know where they're tackling and cuddling. Just yeah. Like, yeah. And then he's like, we'll run away and uh, start our own pride. Oh, I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> when that happened, I was like, sploosh. Everywhere. <laughs> <Lion> <laughs> Ew. I was like, damn, okay, this is kids show, but alright. But she's like, no, we have to go back or they'll always be divided. Like we have to fix them. Um Timon and Pumbaa. Well, we're like complaining about losing her again. I wrote down Timon and Pumbaa are bad at babysitting. Never hire them. Yeah, they're like <laughs> So hi- uh, hypothetically, hypothetically, that's what I said. Uh, what if an animal, not a lion, but what if an animal had a daughter and that daughter got away? And he's like, you lost my daughter. He's like, potentially? Maybe. I don't know. Um, so pretty much the Outlanders and the Pride Rockers and now this are scene, having their full West Side Story. No, this is what reminded me of Pocahontas War Scene. Stop! Because then 
you see Kubu and Kira running to stop yeah. everything. And then you see the Outlanders looking all dirty and gross. And then you see the Prime Men's all clean being like, okay, we're ready. And, yeah. it, and it really does match the Pocahontas war scene. Yeah. Of them just coming out. They, the the Native Americans having their war face on. Yeah. The, the colonizers. Yeah, colonizers being all clean with their swords and stuff. Speaking of colonizers, has you seen Black Panther? There's just a part where, this is not a spoiler, but basically it's a bunch of African royalty in a room, and the one white guy in the room goes, actually, I think the best way, and they went, shut up, colonizer. And he's like, I'm sorry. I will shut my white mouth now, and I'm like, yeah, you fucking will. (laughs) Not about you. And I'm like, yes! Just like in the theater, like, yes! Um... But yeah, and then they stop the war they because stop. they love each other. They're like, look around us, we're all the same. And this is when also, the other whole, like, copy and paste, the war was so tiny. It was only, like, ten lions, lions against each other. And I was, like, watching it because they do, like, a backup scene where I think they should have not done because yeah. it looked so mis- It looked like, so bad. Like, how pathetic and small they were. And also, like, these vicious outsiders, which are, like, fucking, like, evil ready for war at any point basically timon points pumbaa's butt at them and threatens them with a fart and they're like yeah yes, good and i'm like that's it he, he didn't it. even actually fart like, he, like, the he, winds of war winds of war like if he'd farted and they'd like knocked out that would have been equally dumb but to be like i'm gonna point a butt at you and these like war-torn warrior lionesses are like ow you fart like what the fuck um and then you get zara and simba during Doing the one-on-one type of thing, right? And, and like, everyone just stops. Lead him to me. Right? Everyone stops and we're like, whoa. And yeah. I'm like, why are you stopping? <laughs> and I think like, and and then they're like, we're all the same. We're all on the same side. Like, knock it off. And even Vitani's like, mom, my name literally means war god, but like, chill. Like, <laughs> calm down. Um, I get it. I understand now. <laughs> and Zira's like, I don't fucking care. I'll kill my own daughter to keep this war going. And the other outlander's like, did she just whoa nope and like that's the line they're all like no we're on their side now you just said you'd kill your own daughter yeah um so zira goes after kiara and they fall into like a flooded ravine yeah well it's not flooded yet they just fall down the hill and then it starts to flood and then the dam starts breaking yeah and And kiara to the bitter end is trying to save zira yeah and zira's like fuck you i'd rather die and she does it's the whole scar scene again yeah just the whole scar. Help it, me, it, brother. It's almost like they were trying to copy the original Lion King, but they just were. failed. Yeah. They they, they took it. Because, um, you know, the whole saying, like, Disney always takes, like, redrawn uh, stuff and just draw over it and yeah. copy the scene. That's basically like, what they did with the Lion this King, This worked too. the first time, so why wouldn't it work <laughs> a second time? <laughs> um, And then basically they're like, hooray. We're great. We're yeah, all... Simba accepts Kuvu. Everyone goes home together, and Mufasa. then the one, the, the one of us song starts playing in the theme, in the background. And Mufasa comes to the clouds and he goes, "Well done, my son. son. We then, are one. one." Which is like the first time uh, Simba's been able to hear his dad since he died. Which I know. I'm like, Aw, he got to see his dad again. Yeah. And then they have like, uh, I hated this cringy line that Timon and Poopa said. They're all like, "It's love, not like." Which I feel like that was a line that was supposed to be like repeated from earlier. Yeah. That like got cut. Like I don't. I know they were trying to do the whole one of us or like we're all together type of thing. But everything just 
it ended up being the original Disney story, Love Trumps Everything. Yeah. And they didn't stick to it. And then, you know, you have the happy ending roar where everyone roars at the end and it's all finished. Yeah. It was done. Over. Which, like, and just... It was such an anticlimactic ending. Like, at the end of the other one, when it's like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, and it's like, the Lion King, like, title card. Yeah. Like, what it did this, this time, it felt like a punchline. Like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, Lion King. Like, <laughs> oh, that was sad. Like done. We're over. We finished her time. We finished her money. <laughs> but that's it. That's that's the movie, guys. Okay, do you have your favorite quotes from the original and from the sequel? I do. My favorite quote from the original is, I've been running from it for so long. Ow! Jeez, what was that for? It doesn't matter. It's in the past. <laughs> yeah, but it still hurts. Oh, yes, the past can hurt. But the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. Oh. And Rafiki says this to Simba. Yes. And I loved it. And I was just like, yes, bitch, speak. <laughs> that hurt. Yeah, and now it's in the past. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my favorite is from my, my man Scars. Uh, my teeth and ambitions are bared. Yes, my teeth and ambitions are bared. Be prepared. Fucking be prepared. That um, that line was great. And also, just for the rest of you, I'm gonna just jump drop in my favorite little sequence of what I'm gonna do. Dress and drag and do the hula. What do you want me to do? Dress and drag and do the hula? Wow! If you're hungry for a hunk of fat and juicy meat, eat my buddy Bumble here because he has a treat. Coming down a dine, hot as crazy swine. All you have to do is get in line. Ah, you ain't good. Yup, yup, yup. Oh, some bacon. Yup, yup, yup. He's a big pig. Yup, yup. You can be a big pig too. Just for you guys. Yes. Um, and then your favorite slash worst quote from the sequel. My my worst quote was. I love moments like this. Yeah. Love, not like love. <laughs> Falling. Yeah. And I'm like, that is so cheesy. That's not the point of the story. Yeah, and mine is also a Timon line, which is. <laughs> That's not a king. That's a fuzzy maraca. Oh my god. Like, Maracas aren't even Africa. But a one line that like was slightly good from the sequel that I didn't mind was fi- Fire is a killer. Sometimes what's left behind can grow better than the generation before. If given the chance. <laughs> yeah. Aw, like you're, you're doing something. Doing's good. So... And this is the thing I spring on every single one of my guests. It's the Stupid Sequels podcast drinking game. We're going to make up a rule for the sequel of our drinking game. Uh, I'll, I'll do the first rule and then we'll go back and forth coming okay. up with rules. Uh, drink every time the animation is not as good as the original. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Um, drink every time a scene looks similar to the original. Drink every time the music is not as good as the original. That's five songs, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> Drink every time there's more songs in the sequel than there is in the original. Why is that? All the I time. don't know. It's always like back to back, too. Uh, drink whenever they say um, outsiders or pride lenders. <laughs> so dumb. Drink every time they try to use Timon and Pumbaa as a promotional value yep like what t-shirt can we make from this scene exactly uh drink every time 
Simba's wisdom isn't as good as Mufasa's. <laughs> Drink every time there is some sort of sexual pun. Drink every time they're like, uh, Kovu, who is not Scar's son. Like, every time they make it very clear that he's not Scar's son. It's not the son, I swear. Drink. Um... Hold on, I gotta think of this one. Mm-hmm. Drink every time. Nuku, right? Nuka. Nuka does something to where, or says something to where it's something where he's trying to gain the attention from his mom. Yeah. And as always, our final rule drink every time you wanna turn the movie off. And then do, because you're not me and you don't have to watch this movie. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, so, social media shout-outs. I want to say thank you to everyone who's followed us on Twitter, followed us on Facebook, and guys, you can still join the Reddit group, still looking for an admin, whoever wants to join. Um, I know I promised you guys that this movie would be Sandlot. We had an issue of our guests getting bronchitis. Um, so, Sandlot is still happening just a little bit later. Um, the movie after that will probably be another Disney movie. I know I keep getting in these Disney funks, but there's so many of them and they're all on Netflix, which makes my life very easy. Um, Sarah, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on my Instagram on killerwannabe with an underscore at the end. Or you can also follow my hairstyling um, Instagram because I am also a hairstylist at Miss Hicks Does Hair. Yay! Uh, you can find me online at Callie Blair, all the places. Wait. All right, um, that is another episode of the Stupid Sequels Podcast. I love you guys. I want to hear from you. Tell me what you want. And as always, bye! Bye! Thanks so much for listening to the Stupid Sequels Podcast. Please subscribe and review so everyone can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter at StupidSequels2 or email us at StupidSequelsPodcast at gmail.com. Every episode is made possible by our sound engineer, Francis Cod. Our logo was designed by Nicole Wiseman at Wiseshots. And you can find me online at Callie Blair on Twitter and pretty much everywhere else. And remember, even though these movies are stupid, deep down, we really love them.